Ebony Harris. And I'm Elizabeth Keen, and we are two brown chicks changing the face of therapy on both, both sides, sides of the couch. Come <laughs> <laughs> Ebony, how Why many episodes in are we? Because you like to sing and you like to do a different tone, tune. Every- I just <laughs> follow my lead. <laughs> Follow my lead. Follow the song I created this time. Got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are back with another episode. Um, we are well into Minority Mental Health Month, so we're excited to have the guests that we've had so far and the guests that we'll be having coming up. And today we have Nick Hardy with us, who we've met I guess officially earlier this year. We knew yeah. you were you. I feel like you came into like the counseling and like. I was like, oh, he's already got the professional pictures. Like, you came in ready. Most of us are like putting it together as we go. I was <laughs> working like, on it during COVID. There you go. There you go. So we're excited to talk to him about uh, men and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had plenty of conversations off, you know, line about this just because we all are relationship therapists and love working with couples. And so excited to have this conversation. Yeah, and he's a, a unicorn. right like in the field because to begin with there are very few black and brown people in the field and there are even less Mm -hmm. black men in the field so Mm -hmm. give it up for nick yes (laughs) thank you so much for joining so can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself how you got into therapy and about your practice yeah absolutely uh so again my name is uh nick hardy again licensed therapist here in houston texas run a private practice um so how i got into the field actually was a while back i say over 10 years ago i actually started out as a caseworker and so i I knew i wanted to be a therapist but you know obviously you gotta go to school and all of that right but just really just always had a passion for talking to people Right. And it was something that I knew deep down, like, man, I really want to be a therapist. But this is this is before mental health really kind of caught on. So at the time I was kind of like, man, you know, I don't want to be social work. Right? It really wasn't cool. It wasn't sexy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, there, there was a lot of trepidation on my end. Right. In terms of just going full throttle. But right. once I just embraced it and said, hey, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do. Um, the rest is history. Yeah. And so that was over 10 years ago. Again, like I say, my practice has been open for about two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me and it's another young lady named Kiera uh, McShine Gregory as well, too. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And, and we're so glad that you did choose to go in the field because your voice, your perspective, just your presence alone is so needed in this mm-hmm. field, you know, and... Again, what we're talking about, we wanted to bring you on and because we wanted your perspective and we wanted your insight. And what we want to talk about are some of the myths out mm. there about mm-hmm. men in relationships. So today's podcast is going to be a little different than what we normally do. We're going to have a little kind of like, is that true or is it a myth type of situation? <laughs> we want you to debunk these myths, Nick. Right. Um, so are you up for the challenge? <laughs> I am. I am. For a second, I thought we were going to say truth or dare. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's, our, that's our after hours. Uh, 
telling you. We have a sign of Patreon. We'll do that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Therapist Truth or Dare. Yeah. Oh, I think I like that. Yeah, after dark. Like, let's have the real conversations, right? Ooh, you know what? We on to something. Yes. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, Nick is ready to speak for all men today. I'm the representative, right? Yeah. Yes. That's how this works. Uh, okay. Okay. So let's 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 get into it. We know that the you know. We, we all understand that there are exceptions to the rules. And some of these myths are myths that we really go and we um, take as truths and it impacts our relationships. So the first one is men only care about looks. Mm. Is that true or is that a myth, Nick? Well, that's definitely not a myth, but <laughs> it's not 100% true, right? So so, so it's it's truth-ish or myth-ish but then i'm like what you know so so here it is when it comes to looks so looks are important right men are visual creatures even before i get to know you right there has to be something that says hey this is someone i want to approach right i think where the biggest myth is and and i think there's more myth than truth right when it comes to that question i think where the myth is is that when you think about looks, it's it's like an IG model or it's this someone who is just built like a model or perfectly shaped and, you know, they're flawless. And, and I don't think that's the case. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think looks are important, but I don't think they're um, important to the point of excluding everything else about a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think they override. Like if you got a bad attitude, but you look good, like it, it's only going to get you so far. Right. Mm. And so mm. I think there is more to the equation. Looks is a part of that equation, but it's not the entirety. Right. And I think sometimes even from a relational perspective, at least what I see when, when people are dating, they put so much emphasis a lot of times on the external and not enough on the internal. Right. right. Um, even even when, you know, people are going through breakups and a lot of times I hear them comparing it like, look at her and look at me, you know, and it's like, well, that was only part of the equation. Right. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other factors, but the internal part of who we are is more important than the external. It doesn't mean it's not important. Right. It's just not as important as I think the media makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. OK, so what you're saying are men are not that shallow. I don't think so. <laughs> I think we don't give men enough credit. Yeah, that's the part. Yeah, yeah. Not yes, it's important. It was it's what catches your attention. But Mm -hmm. I like what you said. Also, what is the standard of looks that you think we are only drawn to? Mm -hmm. Right, Right. like that. It's not this. You know, you don't have to be Meg the Stallion. It would help. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah. that, but men, men are give us more credit is what. Give you're us saying. more credit, and, and to that point, I'll say this: I've I've been out with my friends, and one one of my partners will be like, "Oh man, she's bad. Man, look at her," and and the rest of us will be like, "Man, no." And then we <laughs> will be like, "Oh man, she look." So we just, I mean, we we like different things, and a lot yeah. of times, I, I mean, again, we just box, you know, it box good looks into one category. Right. I don't think that's true. Right. And I, I like that you make that point because that's what I was thinking. I've also heard, but I, I always think about, are we talking about like teenagers, 20s, 30, you know, like things evolve as you grow up and get a little bit more mature. But, you know, I've always heard like guys will sometimes surpass what they are attracted to because they don't want to be clowned by their boys. Right. So they mm. might not 
talk to someone if they find physically attractive because I don't want my boys to talk bad about me. But it sounds yeah. like you're saying like we might say that, but they still gonna be like, well, I think she's bad, so that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I definitely to your point. I think it depends on the age and where someone is. You know, you get you get to a certain level of grown. You like, bro, I don't care what you think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> right. So. What about the myth that men want to do the chasing? They want to be the pursuers when dating or in a relationship. I think I think initially that's true. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, 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 Yeah. Again, I mean, obviously it's not everyone, but I think initially there's something that um, awakens a man's spirit. Right. When he pursues a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, I think if you've been in a relationship, there may be times where you want her to pursue or show interest at a certain level. Mm-hmm. But initially I think that's true. Right. I, I think, you know, it, it just, yeah. Yeah. You, okay. you, you, men I said, mean, I don't want to say with hunters. Right. But men like, you know, you like, man, you see something you like, you go after it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. 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 So Nick said, if I see you out, let me talk to you first, except no, because I'm taken. But if, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, said, if I was available, <laughs> yeah. let me do the pursuit. Okay, okay. I can see, uh-huh. Go ahead. I was gonna say I could see how some of that too, even with socialization, how men are socialized to be very goal oriented, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let me go, you know get out there what have you and you know i have heard like the 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 other side where men have sometimes voice we feel the same you know we feel the pressure we also like to feel pursued or what have you so um so yeah i think again what you're saying like from your perspective and what you've lived um this is what you see more of absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah I think it also, I was thinking about, um, it also depends on like how long you've been out there, right? How long you've been single. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, in the beginning, you're kind of like, oh, I'm going out and get as many numbers as I can get, or I'm going to talk, you know, like it's, I'm talking to women that I'm interested in, but it's not necessarily, like you said, Elisa, with the goal necessarily, or, but if you've been, I think after like years of being single, then you may not put like do that anymore you might not be going out getting a lot of numbers it has to be somebody like oh no she kind of piques my interest in this way or you know i'm interested in this person because of this and that's why i'll go out and pursue but um yeah, but yeah i, I yeah. think it sounds like you're saying like for the most part there is something around like doing the work to be with someone in the beginning absolutely i think you can still show interest right um but like taking that that lead role to show like hey i am pursuing you mm-hmm. i think the onus falls more on the man Initial, right? Now, I'm old school. Let me say that. I'm from the Caveat, style. caveat. You know, let me, let me just it, right? Okay, okay. All right, what about this myth is that men are afraid of commitment. Why y'all scared? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'm going, I'm going, I know, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that, that's not true, right? But I, I really think that's a myth, right? I, okay, I, say more, I, say more. No. The people want to know why, 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 why is this a myth? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a myth, right? Because I, now, caveat: I think when a man commits, right, and who he commits to are are important, right? But I think commitment as a whole, on average, I don't feel as if men are afraid of it, 
right? Now, again, if we're talking, you know, a man that's 22, possibly, you, you know what I mean? Or someone who really hasn't figured out who they are as an individual, right? Then, yes, I could see there being some friction with their willingness to commit. Uh, but if I were to, to say myth or, you know, truth, I, I would say myth. Right now, you again, you're going to have some brothers out there. It don't matter how old they are, what they got going on. They just afraid of commitment. Right. But if you pay attention, you can really you can you can spot them out. Right. Yeah. Um, but on average, I don't think that's true. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There will be the 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 people that maybe are not even necessarily afraid. They just don't want to commit. Right. Like they mm-hmm. like I like my life without having to be uh, limited to one person. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think the thing with that is really the honesty around it, because I do feel like there is um, I feel like when I've talked to guys or work with men, like once they decide, they decide like that's mm-hmm. pretty much like I'm, this is who I'm going to be with. And that's what I want to do. Right. Um, and I, I don't think we give them enough credit for that, that that's, you know, where they're at. But I do feel like to your point, Alisa, if someone is like, you know, that's just not for me right now. Or I haven't found a person or I'm just not interested and I have other goals. It does come down to like, are you being honest about it? Right. Are yeah. you being like, and I think sometimes some women, right. Don't like to accept that honesty. Well, we're hanging out. Like, obviously you want, and it's like, nope, this, this is nice. And I enjoy it, but that does not mean I'm ready for that commitment. And sometimes when men are being nice, we don't listen to the words they're saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Some people, it's not even about them being afraid. They just don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is it a truth or a myth that men are not emotional at all? So I don't think that men aren't emotional, right? I think that part is myth, but I think how men express themselves emotionally is okay. very different. Okay. Right. Okay, you said I don't think that men are not emotional. Yeah, yeah. Okay, men, men are, are emotional. <laughs> they are right. Men are yeah. emotional. Okay, they just well, express well, it. Men, men have emotions. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Part of the baseline, right? Men have emotions. Now, is it going to look the same way that it looks, say, for a woman on average? No. Right. Are men always the best at articulating it? No. Right. But. That doesn't mean that they're not affected emotionally by certain things that happen throughout the <clears throat> throughout the course of a relationship. Right. And in fact, I mean, and I'm going on a I'm going on a I'm, I'm going on a, a limb here, right? Men to some to some in some cases are more emotional, right? And this is what I mean. You think when a man gets hurt, right? Like our bounce back isn't the same. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like when he really loves. And, and say a woman does something that really hurts him at the core, right? Now, he may masquerade those emotions in, in a number of different ways that may be unhealthy. He may silence and just shut off from the world. But the fact that he's unable to bounce back shows a certain degree of emotion, right, uh, in terms of how he's affected. So, yeah. I, say, I, I, say, can you can you describe what that? Because I I know I already know. So, I, and I will say a lot of this, a lot of what we're talking about, is is relates more to cisgendered heterosexual relationships. Yes, I, I, yes. You know, I want to recognize that that is. Absolutely. Um, and 
I know that the individuals that are out there who maybe they've been with somebody and they're like, well, he could just move on. And it's mm. like, he didn't even care or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, so what does that look like when you say they, they have a harder time bouncing back? What might that look like? Yeah. I, in terms of getting, uh, I, I would say it looks like you not giving the woman after the same chance as you gave the woman before. And not being able to trust and love at the same level. I think it takes longer. Mm. Now, again, I'm generalizing here. Okay. Right, right, right. Go take this as a gospel truth, right? Right, 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 right. right, right. (laughs) And, and, you know, Dr. Nick said, you know, no. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's what I mean when I say bounce back. Yeah. I, I mean, again, you may not see it publicly. A lot of times, that part to our mm-hmm. earlier question, right, and them not being wanting to commit. A lot of times, that hasn't always been the case, right? They may have started out very hopeful, got hurt, and weren't as optimistic moving forward, right? And again, it just goes to that inability uh, to bounce back. And I think there's a number of factors, right? When you start thinking about support, you, you have to be open in order to get help and healing. And a lot of times, if we shut down, that's not. Um, that's not as likely, you know, uh, so the, the wounds go deeper. I think just how we've been conditioned, you know, I mean, it, there, there's a number of different things that go into why a man may not bounce back as quick. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I just think on average, we don't. That, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm also thinking about how we socialize young boys, especially, you know, black and brown boys we, mm-hmm. with not even the languaging for what it is that one is feeling and Mm -hmm. how to work through that. So that makes sense where it's like, I'm feeling this pain, I'm feeling affected, but I have to kind of either detach from it or shove it down. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's going to make it more difficult to connect with others moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And it it may, I appreciate, I really appreciate you saying men might be more emotional because this is something that I feel like working with couples it's always labeled, well, she's so emotional, but it's because she's speaking and expressing her feelings where they may not. And a lot of times what I'll end up seeing is they express it. It's just not in, like you said, the same way, right? Mm -hmm. It might be, I'm going to be real short with you. It may be, I'm going to avoid the conversation or I'm going to um, basically make you sound like you're making a big deal out of it because I don't want to have to deal with my emotions, right? All of that. Mm -hmm. And so it's, that's still emotional. You're still showing it. It's just not in a, uh, conducive or like a productive way, right? Um, and because, as Alisa said, if you're only limited to <clears throat> be allowed to show anger, happiness, that's it. Like that's all you're supposed to show in um, public areas or around people. Then you do. You learn how to just kind of be like, either I'm angry, I'm happy, or I feel nothing. But even at feeling nothing, if you're not talking to me for three hours, do you? Are you? You still kind of being emotional. Like that's it's happening. You're having emotions, but you're just not yelling, screaming, or crying, or, you know, that type of stuff. So absolutely, we have to understand that it's still there. And I think it's good for men to recognize that and women to recognize that, that they still have feelings because women are also label it, right? If they do mm-hmm. show emotion, then it becomes like, oh, you're a weak. Men ain't supposed to, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, so we have to get away from all of that. Yeah. 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 All right. Everybody wants to know, Nick, <laughs> just... Make this clear once and for all for all of us. Men only care about sex. 
The the spotlight is on you, Nick. It is. Well, I'm gonna phone a friend and, and call a sex expert. You know. <laughs> no. So I think it's another myth. Okay, I think it's another myth. But I'm just similar to the looks. I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna try to dissect it right. <laughs> Wait, I'm a, so, I'm a, so you said it's only a myth. I, I think it's a myth that men only care about sex. Okay. 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 However, sex is important, Same right? Problem. And it, like in a <laughs> relationship, right? You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not, I think men want sex, right? Period. I think where it gets tricky is even a good man wants sex, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so I think a lot of the challenge comes in, you know, and, and it takes two to tango, but really uh, setting some boundaries on what you're comfortable with and what you personally believe in when it comes to engaging in sex. Right. But to use a man's desire for sex as a barometer as to whether or not he's a good man, I think is misleading. Right. Because. Hell, we like sex. <laughs> you know, it's one of the, the the biggest complaints I hear among married couples. Man, we're not having sex enough, or it's not invigorating. It's not, you know, like it used to be, right? And so, I don't think that that's only right. And I think that's where a lot of times we fall short relationally because let's say you do have sex, but but don't check the box in other areas, and and then there's still this emptiness. And then a man leaves and you say, oh, you know, and sometimes this is the case. We just use you for sex. Right. But then sometimes it's like, but there were still other aspects. Right. That may have been missing relationally, you know. And so I think men do want sex. Right. Um, but I don't think that's it. I, I really don't. And especially when you look in terms of a long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Sex is definitely not going to get you that. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. I like, cause that's what like you were talking. I was thinking dating or partnered, right. Those yeah. are two different things. Right. And yeah. so you might have to have certain boundaries when it comes to dating. You might have to say like, you know, I understand sex is important, but I want to make sure we have connection on other parts of things like that. And I also feel like when I'm thinking about partner, cause just like you said, it's a lot of conversations around like we're not having sex as often or, um, you know, it doesn't feel like she's as into it or he's whatever is, is mm-hmm. really desire me and all that kind of stuff. And I also wonder, like, I often talk to men about like, what is what is the value that you put on sex? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I'm not able to express or I'm not expressing love and care in other ways or, or I don't feel like I get it in other ways, sex might be the way that I feel cared for and I feel mm-hmm. loved. And, and so sometimes I think to your point, we start to say, oh, you only want sex. That's all you care about. Cause then I could just throw that over there and say, that shouldn't be that important when you haven't even tapped into what is the value of sex to that person. Cause it might mean a lot more than just an orgasm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we overlook the connection part of it too. Right. And a lot of times, again, if we just stop at sex, then we miss, this is one way that I feel connected to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of what I have found like in the work that I've done is if we go back to that part where men may not know how to connect always emotionally, a lot of the times this is the one way that they do feel most connected to their partner. Um, 
And I, you know, I, I, I also think that we don't give men a lot of credit because I will often hear complaints around, um, when, again, this happens, I mainly see this in, in cisgendered heterosexual, um, couples where, there's the complaint that he wants it and she does not want it as much. And then she's like, well, fine, just like get it over with. And he's like, uh, I don't want it like that. Right. Yeah. So uh, again, <laughs> like he does want you to also take pleasure in it. And I think that's right. one of the things that sometimes, again, because we think, oh, all you care about is sex. Well, like to what you said, Ebony, many of them don't see it as just sex, but this is our point of connection. This is our point of enjoying one another. So working sometimes with them to expand other ways that you can also feel connected. Because if this is the only way you feel connected, well, then that's, you know, we got to get some balance here too. But, but Nick, you have debunked the myth that men only care about sex. Yes, that is not true. That's not, they care about it, but it's not all they care about. Yes. Love it. Love it. So I think we have time for one, at least one more question. Um, okay. Finish this sentence, Nick. Mm -hmm. When men are able to blank, they make better partners. Look, look, look. I'm going to dramatic music. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Think about it. So I'm going to say, and this isn't one word, right? It's more of a like a just a statement. I think when men are able to live out their purpose, they make better. Mm, that is good, Nick. Woo! That is good. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I because I that didn't even cross my mind which yeah. obviously I'm not a man, so there's that. But it didn't even cross my mind. And I think that that makes, it makes sense though. It makes mm -hmm. sense. It's the fulfillment, right? It's that, yeah. There, there's so much that comes with operating with a sense of purpose in life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one, I think you can provide support for other people because you operate from a place of confidence, you know? So that's one. Two, I, I think there's a monetary uh, benefit you know, when you enjoy what you do, you're willing to invest in it and you 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 grow. And when you grow in a particular area, a lot of times you're compensated for it. So that that offers a certain level of security. Right. You think about directionally. Right. You're like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. I mean, you just operating from purpose. And it's a lot easier to get behind purpose and support purpose than it is. You like here, you're there. And then, you know, you know, you're all over the place or you feel like you don't have a purpose. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, I just I, I think there's a piece that comes about when it, when you operate from purpose as well, too. Right. So when you're partnered with someone who has a certain piece like that, that transfers to you, you know. And so it, it, it just it just makes for a good spouse, <laughs> you know, and I don't think we talk about that enough. But I, I do think purpose is fundamental to a lot of other issues that show up in relationships. Mm. That's really good. That is That's really, good. really good. That's I like good. that. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our normal questions, our final questions. And we didn't talk about therapy a lot. Obviously, you have a practice. And so you um, have a lot of experience working with individuals and couples. Tell us, why do you think therapy is dope? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, therapy, I think, is dope because 
I mean, man, you, one, it's just you investing in your own emotional and, and health, right? And I think when you like own your own development, like that's dope, right? Like you're a better friend, you're a better spouse, you're a better coworker, like you're better everything, right? And and so therapy is one of the outlets that that feeds that growth, right? And so it's just dope because it just makes you a better human being. Love it. That's great. And why, Nick? Why are you a dope therapist? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's tough because now I'm like about to brag on myself, right? Well, yes, I, do it. That's, that's what that's this is about. Like, yes. Right? Okay, okay. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I really think I'm, I'm a dope therapist because, I mean, I'm myself, right? Like I bring the experience, I bring all the education, all of that, but there's thousands of therapists around the world who do that. Like I am me. Like if we were, I mean, we wouldn't be, but like if we're at a bar, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to get the same kind of vibe. Um, yeah. So I think just bringing my authentic self to the therapy session allows for other people to be their authentic self, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's always like when you show up as yourself, then it just creates a space for other people to feel the same. And so that, mm-hmm. that's dope. That's really dope. So obviously people are going to be listening you're going to get an influx of new people who want to work with you. Tell them how yeah. to find you, follow you, work with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's a couple ways. So one, uh, obviously you can, you know, follow me online uh, on Instagram at Nick Hardy underscore. So that's N-I-C-H-A-R-D-Y underscore. Uh, if you're in the state of Texas and interested in therapy, you can go to NickHardy.com. Uh, I also have another therapist. I mentioned her earlier, but she's dope as well. She's another dope therapist, right? And so mm-hmm. if you go to my page, I definitely would recommend people uh, reaching out to her as well. Also just started a podcast called Untherapeutic, right? Yeah. Uh, Untherapeutic. So definitely check that out, untherapeutic.com. Uh, listen to up episodes that are going to be coming out next week. Uh, and so stay connected that way. But yeah, just reach out. Love it. This was so fun. This was a yes. lot of fun. We got to do this more. And now that I know how to control all the the sounds, <laughs> it is hard. It I is hard. <laughs> oh, this okay. is going to take it to a whole new level. Okay. <laughs> well, we do appreciate you for joining us. We are going to make sure to have all of those links down below. Make sure y'all Check out his podcast as it comes out. Y'all will hear us at some point on there. So make sure yes, you're checking yes. it out. Um, and we appreciate just knowing you as a black male therapist who we trust, you know, yes. to bring clients to and all of that. Sometimes that can be few and far between. So we really appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, so thank you to everyone that is watching. We appreciate you coming back every single week. You can always follow, subscribe, comment, all of that. We're on YouTube, all of the podcast platforms. And also make sure that you follow us across social media at Melanin and Mental Health, Melanin Health on Twitter. And we also, since it is Minority Mental Health, we have been doing IG Lives and we will be doing IG Lives every Monday for the month of July, leading up to a community, a free community event that we're having at the end of July, July 28th at 7 p.m. So look out for the flyers and we will have a link to sign up for that event in the show notes as well. So we will see you next time. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye.